Welcome to the Improvement Project podcast with me, David Wynn, and Sean Gordon. This week, we are excited to speak to the other half of the Chris and Ryan show. Ryan Fivey joins us along with Chris to explore some of the challenges that he's faced in his life. Um, It's incredible, actually, the synergies between his experience and the adversity that he's faced and Chris as well. Um, Another brilliant story, uh, one of pain, but of incredible insight that I know, well, we know you'll enjoy. Thank you for joining us. How are we all today? Fantastic. Wonderful. Good stuff. Fancy. Good stuff. Chris and Ryan from the Chris and Ryan Show. We're excited <laughs> to have you guys on. As we spoke about in our last uh, episode, episode 71, we spoke to Chris and said we'd get you both on uh, for a little bit of a deeper dive into your story. Pretty interesting. Dave, how are we doing? I'm buzzing, mate. Of course, of course you are you're always buzzing <laughs> i always find it difficult to match dave's level of en- enthusiasm on everything he that's, does that's you that's why i'm the the ying the the excitable ying to your yang absolutely <laughs> it's it's true guys it's true and it's not even something that we we stage either this is just how we are in life you know that it's i'm more cynical in life than than dave is i'm not sure why Maybe it's just a, just a natural reaction. It is. It is indeed. Dave, Dave's enthusiasm is like sky high, and I bring him down every single time we do this. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. No, if anything, he goes the other way. He brings me up. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Thanks for sparing the time. Uh, no problem. We're, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit. I suppose the theme is we were talking about a few minutes ago is grit, resilience, determination, those are all the buzzwords we're going to discuss today. Uh, specifically, we're going to hear about yourself, Ryan, on your story. It's quite an interesting one, I'm, her- I'm told. So hopefully you can you can enlighten us on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dave, you want anything to add before we dive in? I'm just I'm buzzing that you're you're on um, and excited to hear your story. Glad that we're finally meeting after. It's been like, a while. It's been a well, while. Yeah, We've exactly. both heard about each other for a long time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like giving you like a virtual bro hug. Yeah, okay, come on, come on, bring it in, bring it in. Give me, in, give me some of this. <laughs> we're gonna have to post that video just to show you show everyone what's happening yeah (laughs) i'll be sure to clip it fantastic guys right so yeah we're ryan you've got an interesting story chris you've got an interesting story i feel i'm pretty boring um (laughs) dave you've got a bit of a an interesting story so i'm just gonna sit back and let the interesting people talk on this one really um yeah right right let's hear about yourself um obviously chris was saying you've you've had a, a a hell of a year I would I would say, um, but you seem to be on top of the world at the minute. So let let's let's dive in. You know where where does your story let's begin? Go for it. Where should we start? Um, oh, so yeah. So twenty nineteen was a bit of a roller coaster year for myself. To give you a little bit of a background, um, I sort of sum up, and I can go a little bit deeper into it. Mm-hmm. That that in the space of twenty nineteen into. So into 2020, uh, I broke up with my girlfriend at the time. My dad died. A couple of weeks later, I got fired from my job um, and then went into a sort of downward spiral with things that you probably shouldn't be dabbling into when you don't feel too good. Um, a lot of partying, a lot of going out, a lot of alcohol, um, which wasn't great, which wasn't great. I got myself into a massive rut, but... Um, with the the buzzwords that you discussed, the determination, resilience, the I managed to work on myself and get myself out of that um, and create a structure for myself going forward where I can actually work on myself instead of letting all these little things get to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's um, dev- that's dev- a quick little sum up. It yeah, was um, devastating yeah, it was to difficult. hear. You know, devastating to hear. It's. It's always tough when you lose someone, but specifically somebody who's in, you know, as influential as a parent. Very, very tough thing yeah, to get completely. by. You know, um, Jesus. Where... I ask, how were you feeling just immediately prior to all of this? Um, 
Well, actually, question. For, the, the tail end, I forgot a pivotal part of the story. The tail end of 2018, my granddad died. And my granddad was probably more of a father figure to me than my actual dad was. Mm. So this happened November 2018. So between November 2018 and November 2019, that was the sort of time scale that all this sort of happened. So everything happened within a 12-month period, which was just... I, I learned a lot from the granddad passing away because that was like a, a father figure passing i learned a lot from that and how to deal with your emotions and being there for the people around you and how you should probably um how you should um treat yourself so treat yourself and allow yourself to feel these emotions and allow yourself to feel sadness um, and it's not actually like a bad thing so coming into the period of june when i broke up with a girlfriend to the, the end of the year when all this was happening i was still sort of mourning for from the whole granddad thing and i was rather than going deep inside myself i was looking for external factors to take that sort of uh, thought process away from me um I, i've been involved in the club scene with chris and um since 2014 i think when i first got involved i was 18 um as an events manager for a local club night and we went me and chris when we first met we went up to st andrews every friday chris was dj and i was running the night it was we had a lot of fun times <laughs> so it's the best time of my life oh, where in st andrews was that i've had a couple of nights out there but it's been a while uh, the the vic is that it's, it's that opposite the it's a union? small place you know it's a, yeah. st andrews is a small is place downstairs no, downstairs. I think that's I think that's Lizard Lounge or Ah, yeah, that's right. Name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I can't believe I remembered that. <laughs> oh, no, I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, very impressive. Very impressive. Um, yeah, but I, I suppose you're right. Going going back to what you just mentioned there, Ryan. Um you, I don't I don't think you'd be alone in in, in seeking almost a distraction. You know, yeah. you're looking for external factors. It, it very much to do to keep your mind busy, to keep your keep yourself on on something else, to almost push push it away. You know, push the what what you've actually went through. Just push it down somewhere else and try and not think about it. Um, not not the healthiest thing to do. I mean, we've all done it. You know, it's mm. certainly not a healthy thing to do. It's it makes you feel better short term, I guess. But I guess long... that's it. It's that it's that short term feeling mm -hmm. of like, yeah, you feel you you feel a little bit better, but mm -hmm. as soon as you return back to normality in every day, that that feeling comes right back to you as if it was never gone. Absolutely, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to go down too far on this road, but I, I guess that that is one reason for people turning to alcohol. You know, yeah. it's it's a short term fix, Completely. but once you sober up, you start to feel that bad again, and the only thing that makes you feel better is to return to the alcohol and that's just mm -hmm. a never-ending cycle so it's an important thing to try and break as quickly Completely. as you can i guess you know so i guess i guess the question becomes what what changed what what happened to you that that thought no i need to stop this well it was a sort of spur of the moment thing i got to the end of the year and things were sort of slowing down i wasn't going out as much and i just thought to myself i was like the one pivotal component of all of this that's making me it's probably prolonging me actually just looking at myself as my relationship with alcohol at this point and going out and partying that was the crux of keeping me in this place so on the lead up in december i decided that as of january i'm going to do a year sober i'm just going to remove that component completely from my life um, and i'm going to i'm going to see how that works Chris and looks like he's laughing there, so I'm I'm assuming twelve months but, did it work? Uh, it was more six months. And Chris was uh Chris was a catalyst for that, but we'll oh, get I to see. that point. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bloody good effort. Like early twenties, going sober. Like, geez, there's absolutely no way I, I was doing oh, that. When I was like oh, that oh. age. All I'm going to say is pink gin, iron brew, and strawberries. <laughs> wow, what a combination. Hiya. <laughs> it, it was worth it. It was worth it. Um, I'm sure. But the whole going sober thing, I thought I thought to myself beforehand it was going to be very difficult, but it actually turned out to be really easy. Mm -hmm. um, and going back to when my granddad died, he died of um, lung cancer. Lung cancer was the main thing that drove him to, to that point. Um, and at this point, I was smoking. I wasn't a massive smoker. I wasn't like... 20 a day but 
I started off social smoking when I first started going out and to clubs and stuff as oh I think a lot of young people do yeah there we <laughs> yeah, go this guy <laughs> nope not for um, me and well done well done <laughs> and um once once my granddad had passed away at his um funeral and afterwards i said and i, I made a i made a big massive effort to say to the family it's after the funeral i'm not going to do it again and it was as if it was like a light switch moment mm-hmm. and i never done it again I, I never had any cravings even when i went out and was drinking and you have that sort of social feeling that you have to get involved. There was nothing, absolutely nothing, which was really strange because whenever I said I was going to stop in the past, that <laughs> was the case. That you'd, yeah. you'd get out, you'd get on a night out, someone would be like, do you want a fag? You'd be like, mm, no, no. And then five minutes later, you have another shot and you're like, yeah, go on then. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's the willpower inhibitions, isn't it? I mean, when, when you're... When you've been drinking, especially, you you don't tend to think about things as much. So you just mm. go with go with the flow as it is. But it's interesting you mentioned how it was quite easy to just stop mm-hmm. in that moment. I know you said you tried a couple of times, but in that moment you've went, nope, that's it, and then you never went back to it. It's it's not the first time I've heard that from someone. You know, mm. it it was it wasn't smoking that we're talking about, but it wasn't. It, 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 they've tried a couple of times and nothing seemed to be working. But I guess something in your life changed it wasn't a mindset thing it was something in your life thought yeah that's it done and you never go back to it very interesting very interesting that, you say it that's easy. it that's it i feel that it's because when most people say that they want to quit smoking mm-hmm. they don't really yeah they just they, they 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 have this external thought that everyone's saying it's bad and they know what's going to happen but they don't really want to do it whereas in this point of my life because I saw what had happened to my granddad over mm-hmm. the years of smoking, um, that was that was that driving force to be like, no, I really don't want to end up like that. When you see it yeah. in front of you and you see this happening because of that, that that was the reason for that. I think it's uh, you do get that little switch in the brain that isn't just, oh, I'm going, I need to stop because everyone else says it bad. You need to stop because you know it's bad and you've seen what it will do to someone in front of you. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that actually because I was about to t- I was about to um, mention that it's most people that say they're going to stop smoking do that because they that's what other people want them to say, mm-hmm. and it's not because they do it. But yeah, that's genuinely the reason that that I've never picked up smoking is because my dad had a heart attack when he was fifty because of it, uh, mm-hmm. and I just thought not he's completely fine now but i thought nope don't want to don't want that to happen to me and i don't even know if it was the smoking but i pinned it down to that um Mm. i was only what 15 at the time so i've no idea if it was true but that's what i associated it with and yeah never never touched it but pretty impressive that you just thought no i'm gonna i'm gonna do it now and then i guess you knew yourself there wasn't an external factor at that point there was no one saying don't do it anymore Mm. apart from you yeah exactly very impressive I didn't. I feel like I didn't give myself any other choice. Mm-hmm. It was that is the way that it's going to be, and that's the way it has to be. I feel like yeah. I feel like that definitely helps because people give themselves choices with things. I've get I give myself choices with things all the time. I should have probably meditated, like our friend over here this morning, but I chose not to. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it does come down to willpower, though, doesn't it? It's yeah, because completely. yeah, I've I've said the same thing. Um, th- there's too many easy excuses in the world mm. um a while back this is pre-covid about about what was that about a week to 10 days before the lockdown happened um me and dave had a conversation and i said to him that i was going to run 5k every day um for i think it was for a month i'm not 100 percent on that but i'm pretty sure it was a month um and i started to do it and then lockdown happened i thought well better stop that then and I never went back to it. <laughs> so it's just just too easy to do these things, you know. Uh, certainly if it's an addiction, as we know, smoking, mm-hmm. alcoholism, all that kind of things can be. So, yeah, pretty impressive. So that was that's basically, was that the turning point for you? Um, no, we, we were speaking, I went back to the smoking thing because coming up to the choosing to go sober for a year, mm-hmm. um, I had the same thought process in my head. I thought to myself, and I that this is what I need to do to get better so that I can improve myself and at least get back up to a sort of normal feeling. Um of yeah. Um so I tried to 
look back on what thoughts went through my head at the point of stopping smoking because I knew that it happened with a light switch and I was able to just stop and I tried to manifest that in myself moving up to this point of uh, New Year so I was DJing a couple of places on New Year's Eve I decided I'm going to have my favorite drink in this place I'm going to finish off with a pint of Guinness just before (laughs) just before the bells (laughs) final (laughs) send off (laughs) (laughs) and after that just absolutely nothing and again it, it, it worked exact same as the the smoking thing it was like a light switch mm. and I, I went out i still partied i was still with my friends i still dj'd i was still enjoying myself but i just managed to say no to to alcohol it, it was really strange it was it's another one of these things you say nah i'm not going to have anything to drink tonight you go to the pub with your friend to watch football someone says do you want a pint you say no the second time the third time things change quickly <laughs> um but that never happened so wow. it's like um what i'm what i'm seeing in your story it's it's as if your your own drivers changed mm-hmm. you went from knowing that smoking isn't good for you um but like most people that there's not really that desire to change mm-hmm. because you you might know that something's bad for you, but you're still going to do it. Mm-hmm. You might be motivated to make a change, but because motivation takes energy mm-hmm. to actually do something, it's not really sustainable. It's only mm-hmm. when we have some kind of experience that mm-hmm. creates, I guess, some form of transformation in our own mind and how we see ourselves or how we perhaps want to see ourselves mm-hmm. because we've maybe had an experience that of like a loved one, um, how they've been affected by the thing, or it's you're know, something very much, you know, in our experience mm-hmm. um, that we can then make that choice. That choice becomes much easier. Like when you were speaking, it reminded me of when I was, how was I, 20, um, the year, going back to the year 2000. And um, <laughs> I was, um, first, I know, I know, and an easy paper round. Uh, and, um, were you born then? I, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> just. And uh, I know, so I, uh, I was in, I was just, I was sort of second year at uni and I'd started taking, so in, in first year I started take I started smoking like hash and weed for the first yeah, yeah. time. Like going out into university, being free. Um and um, that progressed into taking ecstasy. And in that from about August to the end of two thousand, I took a shitload of it. Like <laughs> honestly, it was ridiculous. Like those points where I would probably be taking maybe nine or ten pills a night. I'm like, how are you like not dead? Honestly, it, it was my, well tolerance I, 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 builds up man i know <laughs> no exactly, not that high it surely like, it was honestly it was insane like all my mates at the time <laughs> we were all partying really hard mm. and it got to hogmanay and we had this party at our flat that um right in the center of aberdeen it wasn't really intended to be a big party but ended up like all sorts of randos were coming in because at the time as well i was working behind the bar in one of the local clubs called ministry Mm -hmm. um and that was like one of the main clubs in town at the time and yeah just loads of people came back people that we didn't know it got well out of hand there was we had this um we had this this bowl this ashtray that we called the bowl of death because it had been broken and glued together that many times. It was just like this ridiculous thing. Um, and so these two guys had like taken bits off it and they were so off their face. They were cutting themselves and like writing stuff in blood on the walls and like the kitchen got flooded and it got to a point where it was so out of control that I was I ended up in my bedroom sat curled up in a ball in my wardrobe hiding crying because i was just like i didn't know what to do and in that moment i decided right i am i am done with this game i am not going to take any more drugs from tomorrow boom i am done like it took that experience for me to say in the moment that's uh-huh. it that was my inspiration yeah i'm not surprised like, man. A bloody horrific experience that and, was intense. Um, yeah. <laughs> massively intense. 
There's a lot more going on there than there should have been. <laughs> yeah, it was it was mental. Like that whole year, the year 2000 for me was a, an absolutely wild time. But you know, it got next day January the first. Didn't do it. I probably I took the odd thing here and there in my kind of like mid twenties. Um, mm. But like, well, a couple of trips to Ibiza and and a, a few festivals here and there. But um, but I, I completely shut off the need to be doing that. Like, that's the thing I do when I go out. That's mm-hmm. the thing I do to you know enjoy myself. Um, because yeah, I could see. I can even notice it within myself. Like I wasn't sharp anymore. Um, it took me probably a few years to feel like I had that mental sharpness come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was we had a lot of good times. But glad that. I was able to shut it down and say, right, that's enough. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do that anymore. Mm. Wow. That was a hell of a story. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to I want to touch but on that... something that you have both said. Um, Ryan, you, you mentioned you lasted six months with the, the, the sober thing and went back to yes. drinking. Um, am, I, am I to believe that you were it, – it's more of a recreation thing now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't – Oh, you try you try your best not to go back to old habits and mm. um, but whenever i'm feeling down or i'm feeling under the weather or something happens that i feel like i st- i do still get a feeling that hmm, i'm just gonna have a drink mm-hmm. but i but I, I i i'm at the stage now that i can see that thought process happening mm-hmm. and I, I decide against it i'm like no i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna go read a book or i'm gonna just chill out mm-hmm. i'll stick something on youtube yeah. I'll do something else that breaks that habit and that thought process mm-hmm. and just re- rather than having the alcohol just replace it with something else that's a bit more a bit better. Yeah, that's that's awesome. that's, that's pretty excellent actually. Uh, yeah, I think I think I think when you, when you when you start realizing that it's it's gone too far and you you commit to going kind of cold turkey and then that, that's it done. Mm-hmm. Um I think I think healthy is is st- when you start realizing that you don't have to give it up completely you know you, mm-hmm. you can still i don't want to say moderation is the right word for it but you can be aware of it you know mm-hmm. but you can still you can still use it if you, if that's something that you that you're interested in i think that's quite a healthy thing of of operating with but a lot of people go mm-hmm. cold turkey and then just remain there you know mm-hmm. which is a good decision i guess but i think i think you're on the on the cusp of deprivation at a certain point you know depending on Mm. what you're giving up yeah it depends on whether if you're going cold turkey but inside you know you want to drink again Mm. but you're forcing yourself not to and you're going against how you actually feel i think that's when that becomes a deprivation problem yeah and that you should allow yourself to still do what you want to do it's it's like eating Mm -hmm. it's like eating habits is there's a lot of online influencers and things and that say that you have to just eat vegetables you need to cut out all sugar never eat fast foods never eat pizza never do these things but that's just not the case mm-hmm. it, you need you need balance in your life to feel whole yeah yeah and, and that, it, i think genuinely yeah. where i was going yeah with with the food thing as well um like, like you just mentioned a lot of food uh, influencers on instagram and so on are saying mm. the same thing uh you know you give up give up all the sugar you can do intermittent fasting and all this stuff that may or may not work for everyone i'm not sure but if you can if you can find the balance in your life i think that's that's kind of peak of health Mm -hmm. completely yeah denying how you feel is then denying who you are and denying Mm -hmm. what it means to be human and i think that's the mistake a lot of people make is that they deny themselves and then that goes against them because there's only so long you can do that for before Mm. that's going to manifest in some way and probably in some form of pain mm-hmm. and what i love is how you've deployed your own self-awareness to become aware of how you feel and then give yourself the opportunity to make different choices mm-hmm. and i love the term so in in coaching um there's a there's a i guess an intent intended outcome with coaching which is moving people from being able to reflect on action to reflect 
inaction mm -hmm. and that's what you've demonstrated there that you've been able to reflect inaction so when you're actually in the moment and the thoughts coming the feelings coming that you're you're aware of it and you're reflecting on that and deciding what you actually really want to do you're being intentional about your choices rather than being automatic about your choices completely completely um that's that 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 thought process for me has came from I think back when I was 16, 17, at the tail end of high school, going into um, the working world, shall we say, I'd done a lot of research and I have done a lot of research into spirituality and how we can be the best of ourselves. And it's just been something that I've seen people around me just do things that I don't agree with. And I sort of use that I don't, I don't feel I want to end up in the same way because i don't agree with that and i think to myself how can i do that and that's when i started going on the whole self-development route years ago yeah. and it sort of led me to this point but it's been difficult it's it's taken years and years of practice to get to that point of being able to reflect in action as you say mm -hmm. rather than on action can i ask see um see with the like your own circle of friends and and people mm -hmm. that you're generally connected with. Um, how many of your own kind of closer connections would you say value like personal development and have an interest in in this area? Mm. There's friends within my friend group that have... Uh, uh, being the person I am, I have several different friends group and I've got several friend groups that just don't care about that sort of stuff. And I've got the friend group that's around myself most. And I would say most of us have elements of that, some more than others. Um, but over the course of the past year and a half, two years, I've made an avid effort to remove people that didn't fit from, didn't fit into how I want to progress. Which is, I think, how me, myself, and Chris back when we were, we were mentioning before the show that we rekindled ourselves again after mm. a sushi session, um, <laughs> that we both sort of gelled instantly because we both already had that mindset, and that's what sort of brought us back together. And we, from then, we've sort of built up a friend group of both of our friends upon that sort of self-development mindset some some have it more than others and some have it less than others but mm -hmm. there's elements of that in everyone yeah i think so I'll, I'll, i think so i hope that helps that would you say that though that you're still in the minority though because i know like when i was um coming out of school and and going to uni that um like the people i even myself and the people i was hanging out with, i multiple circles of friends at mm -hmm. one big huge circle but i don't really remember anyone really ever speaking about personal development at being on our radars it being something that you know we'd be interested in um because it's only taken well it's only really in the last five years that i've really gone right into this deep mm -hmm. into this i've always had an interest in 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 helping others and human yeah. potential but not really gone in fully on it um mm -hmm. and it still feels like we are in the minority i mm -hmm. i completely agree i think that we still are in the minority um personally i feel that because i surround myself and you might feel the same with positivity with self-development and you follow loads of people online that align with you it creates a false perception of what reality actually is you see all this happening around you and you think to yourself oh everything's like everything's moving in that direction but when you actually take a step back and look at the real picture around you that isn't actually the case and it's just what you've surrounded yourself with mm -hmm. so i definitely agree that the whole self-development mindset is is in the minority but i feel like especially with my generation and coming up and speaking to people the thought is there it's just whether people are acting it or not that's, that's the thought is I, definitely there yeah that that is super important isn't it i mean a lot of people have these thoughts in their mind it's just like everything else what we're talking about today you know you've got the you've got the mindset ready to go mm -hmm. but you haven't pulled the trigger you know? yeah and, and that is super important but uh, i will i will say it's become more and more i suppose mainstream is the word um personal development and 
you know, just just working on yourself really in general in, in various different aspects of your life has become a mainstream almost hobby for a mm-hmm. lot of people. Um, but we're still at the point where I would say it, most people want to do it. They just don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. Yeah, we're, we're, we're at the point where excuses overrun them, you know. Oh, I haven't got the time, you know. I haven't got the energy to do these things. My kids are uh, the priority, so on and so forth. Um, I haven't got the time seems to be the most the most common excuse mm-hmm. to do it. But I, th- I think I th- we're at a point, though, I was going to say something that I think with the things that we're doing, like, you know, the Chris and Ryan show and, mm-hmm. you know, your improvement project podcast, people are starting to be more aware of it. And I just want to mm-hmm. get something that somebody messaged Ryan the other day. So somebody, somebody had said, and this is a great example of it. Somebody said, all jokes aside, you and Chris. Uh, with your mental online chats has made me question what I'm doing with my life. This person's in their mid forties, uh, had such a positive impact and mad love, love for you both. So I think a lot of people know that it's there, but people don't know how to access it or people don't know mm-hmm. what to do with it. You mm-hmm. know, they don't know, you know, talk about self improvement. Don't actually know what it is they need to do or where they look for it. And mm-hmm. I think that's why things like podcasts and books and whatnot are helping. Mm-hmm. So I think it, I think it'll be a slow progression to the point where everyone's really actively involved in it, and things like this are are going to help people get to that point. So yep. it's giving people a platform to listen to, so they know that something's mm-hmm. there for it. I feel. I couldn't agree more. I and making information that... actionable and breaking it down into small steps so people understand. Like in our show, we do a thing at the end of the episode. We ask, "What three actionable things can you give to?" the listeners that they mm-hmm. can take away and do today you know what mm-hmm. what things can we do and you know we get pretty similar answers about like it's not a rehearsal you know we're on a time limit you know all these things do what you want start now you know <laughs> that's basically what we get and it's just like i feel like people want to do what they want in life you know everyone says i want to have this but nobody takes the action to do it and that's the thing that's important so these you know just through that message you can mm-hmm. see that somebody's like oh, what am i doing with my life so it makes them question it so mm-hmm. it's the question yep. i think that's important so okay uh, yeah i suppose i suppose in honor of, of yourselves being on the show we should do the same thing then dave huh three actionable things to take away from today that's a clever idea we'll do it today yeah. we won't do it well, in other we usually episodes. we usually <laughs> finish the show on our own personal takeaways that's true mm-hmm. that's so true we, we do to be fair yeah um I'm, I'm gonna have a little think about it over the next few minutes just to to see if we, what we can what i can take away because i've got a few um actionable elements but some of them some of them might require a little bit more resistance you know um resilience to get through it you know people look for the path of least resistance uh and mm-hmm. if it's if it's even the slightest bit inconvenient then they won't bother doing it um and that's just a general thing a lot of people will fight through it but but most of them just won't um an observation i've got though guys um you you seem very similar um you know you, you've you've on a high level at least you know uh, it you've, you've obviously got a, a little bit of a, a similar story um obviously chris we heard about you about yours uh, a few weeks back um and you both have got the same mindset as you have you mentioned you know you have both you have went down and you found yourselves down there and then come, come all mm-hmm. the way back up. And now you seem to be pretty positive people. And it's such a, it's such an age, you know, and I can't help but think about myself at the age that I was, um, at the age you are thinking to myself, what, I, I have no idea what I was doing or where I was going. And, you know, to a certain extent, still the case, you know? Mm. So it's, it's incredibly impressive. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't know how you feel about the same, Dave. Um, obviously, you're a little bit older than I am, but we're all this at the same point, aren't we? We have no idea what we're doing on a daily basis. What are you on about? I do. <laughs> no, you don't. Speak for yourself. No, you don't. <laughs> I, I know exactly what I do. I know my purpose. I know. How my about when you were mid twenties? Well, mid twenties, a hundred percent. I was. In fact, I knew what I was doing then. I knew exactly what I was doing. I was actively avoiding responsibility. I was doing my level best to have the best time I possibly could, with without being responsible. Yep. And not really giving a fuck. That was like that was exactly what I was doing. I I need to add as well that David, you're a DJ as well, so that makes three of us on this call that we're all DJs. It's a very DJ orientated call. Excellent. Indeed. I need to get into it then. 
obviously. Okay. <laughs> Sean, you're, you're the minority musician. here. <laughs> yeah, but but you may not know, Sean can play 14 different musical instruments, so he is a indeed. very talented man. So, so he has more talent than the three of us put together. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just push a button, don't you? Yeah. I'm in the wrong call. I'm in the wrong call to have that here view. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> let's, let's do Pump this. Nah, to be honest, I've, I've I've seen it. I've seen it done before. It's it's quite. It's a, there's a lot more into into it than than people think. You know, they think, oh, you're just a CD player. No, it's it's not. <laughs> it's it's just not. Uh, but no, it, it, like, like I say, guy, it, it's incredibly impressive to to hear. Like, obviously, it's a hell of a story you've both had. Um, one that that I don't really wish on anyone, but. To, to see what you have achieved because of it is is quite impressive you know it's it's at such a young age as well unbelievable i think it's the fact that you've you've experienced you know really significant adversity mm-hmm. and you've been able to deploy self awareness to the point where you've you've been able to channel what i guess the pain and what you've experienced into something good and mm-hmm. and use that energy to and curiosity as well i think there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of curiosity there um to to i guess discover um what life can really be about rather than feeling like you're you're limited by the adversity or limited by your experiences mm-hmm. you're, you're both looking the other way timing of it all was really strange as well because when that happened to you ryan that that whole thing at the tail end of 2019 and then when we started speaking again we started going to the gym but then the pandemic hit <laughs> so I, I always think to myself what would have happened if that didn't happen yeah you know, like if covid didn't happen because we're still in a, we're still in lockdown you know so it's just like it's crazy that when you think about what what could have happened but i think it's been a good year for um the, co- the whole covid thing and the lockdown situation has been uh or maybe it's not been positive, but there's positives to take from it. Mm-hmm. You know, me and Ryan were training every day in uh, Ryan's bedroom and, um, you know, this ghetto gym set up. You know, we didn't stop, <laughs> like, training because we were just using, like, dumbbells and I can see it in your room. What's the, the red thing called again? The elastic band. Oh, the, the resistance bands. bands. Yeah, the yeah. resistance bands, you know, attached to the door and just we kept doing stuff and we're talking about, like, you know, we um, got an Edinburgh Evening News article uh, about the podcast and, you know, it's like it was just a throwaway idea mm-hmm. um, during, a, during a gym session in Ryan's <laughs> bedroom talking about we'll start a podcast and, you know, and now, and now it's like a proper thing. So it's mm-hmm. crazy just like reflecting like all the different things coming back over the last year. You know, we went to yeah. Berlin, which was so much fun. I'm just thinking about everything that's just happened, the pink gin, you know. And <laughs> what's that all about? Yeah, you're gonna have well, to elaborate a little bit. I'll, I'll well, let Chris explain the story. Well, there's a. I'll keep her unnamed for now. Sure. Keep <laughs> oh, there's a her. Cool. Yeah. So, um, I'd been speaking to a girl, and um, she was at like a, she was having like a get together type thing, and uh, this is when the pubs reopened again. Mm-hmm. You know, when well for Edinburgh anyway. I know it's been different in different cities, but things were kind of felt like they were back to normal nightclubs weren't open but bars were anyway at a flat me and ryan and ryan's still obviously sober at this point so we get in the mm-hmm. car we drive there we get to the sing and there's music playing and da 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 and all the rest of it and um i had uh, or the drinks that were uh, available were pink gin so but the mixer was iron brew so it was pink gin <laughs> with iron brew which believe it or not is actually not too bad and, uh, <laughs> like, imagine. Yeah. cut strawberries in it with ice uh, like big blocks of ice <laughs> and that i uh, right <laughs> right there was two girls there so i'm talking to one ryan's talking to the other one you know so and uh i was like ryan you need to have a drink i think that's what i said anyway i was like Come on, like you need to get any of no, 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 nah, 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 bro. So <laughs> it's two different the, sides the, of the story. The, 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 the girl that I was speaking to, or or at this point trying to speak to, sure. Um, Chris was uh, Chris was having more success than I was. We'll put it that way. Okay. Um, <laughs> Bear in mind, this is the first time Ryan met the girl. I'd been speaking to this girl for a while now. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah f- fair. Fair. So. We we had we'd basically been pretending that I was drinking just so it wasn't like <laughs> weird because everyone else was drinking and I was the only one that was sober. Sure. So I, we were just like, I was just drinking Iron Brew, and then I finished the Iron Brew and the girl that I was speaking to 
came over and was like, oh, do you want a top up? And just started pouring pink gin into my glass. Oh, no. <laughs> no turning back then. And, oh. and I, I looked at it, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, off the top of my head, being the age I am now, would have been like, actually, no, I think I've had enough tonight or or something like that, you know? Like, But I get the, I get the age, like, you know, mid-20s you think ah well that's that then is it you know (laughs) exactly i just remember like i looked at the glass i looked up at the girl and i turned to my left and looked at chris and he just started smiling (laughs) that smile is just like he just looked at me and just nodded what a supportive friend and And then i started giving ryan top-ups as well i was coming back over and pouring a drink i didn't even finish the drink yet and he was pouring more gin into it That is a supportive friend right enough, isn't it? <laughs> I'll help you out in your sober journey. Let's just pour that. <laughs> and then That's the next it. time, when we, do you know what I could talk about for days on end is when we went to Berlin. That is honestly oh. like the best the best holiday I've ever been on. It's mm. the best city I've ever, I've ever gone to. Honestly, it was so good. The electric scooters, the play, everywhere's open till five o'clock in the morning. Like everyone's just so sound. Like everyone is so Definitely. nice. Everyone we spoke to everyone we went to all the different sites uh you know the different uh, tourist sites and it was just non-stop from the get-go i can't wait to go back mm-hmm. again and just do the same thing that we've done all over again. <laughs> yeah. it's probably my the favorite food. european city one of them definitely mm. like mm. for party as well like and just a chilled vibe it is awesome it's my favorite i think it's probably my favorite german city for sure i've not been to um dusseldorf yet though dusseldorf mm-hmm. is apparently the best like that's the place where everyone goes to party generally mm-hmm. really in, yeah that's in, the party in, city yeah but i've not been so but berlin yeah takes a lot of i might be wrong in this but is dusseldorf not where oktoberfest is kind of hubbed no that's that's munich. Is that is munich sorry yeah. munich, well, it happens right. it happens all over germany yeah um but munich's the main right, munich can be place. the big one excellent well i'm, I'm maybe i'll maybe <laughs> <laughs> Want me to catch up and, and hear about the, um, the the Berlin stories then? Yeah, we'll do that at some point. That's fantastic. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it pretty much sums sums up the 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 whole chat really. I mean, what a, what a way to end, you know. Um, but so, in I guess in honor of of yourselves being on the show, guys, we'll 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 do some takeaways, really actionable takeaways to get started on stuff because I think excuses are far too frequent and easy to come by. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave, you got you got anything? Got anything that you can go in action? That you can go in action. Yeah, when anyone it comes can, to to getting started on something. We're 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 talking about two guys that have basically been to hell and back, and now are just on basically on top of the world. And how they did it, we can take advice from these guys as well. You know, I, I look I look at you you all and, and think my life's been pretty easy. Do you know that? <laughs> You know, it's it's been tough. Don't get me wrong, but it's been self-inflicted. You know, I've done it myself. Um, I've mm-hmm. not had to to face the the level of difficulties that you you guys have had. Um, and I'm, I guess I'm very grateful for that. But it's not until you talk to someone that has done it that you think my life's pretty easy. It's been pretty simple. So yeah, I, I've got I, advice. I've got one. Shoot. Um, and I was gonna say that. You know, when people um, talk about the stuff they want to do in life um, but never get around to do it, I feel like people overcomplicate stuff mm. all the time. And life is really, really simple when you break it down. Business is really, really simple when you break it down. People just make things complicated. Things can be simple. And I think when people want to do something, they just need to keep it simple. Like with the podcast, like we've kept it simple from day one. We didn't overcomplicate anything, you know, or like just anything anything that i've ever done i like to keep it simple and just like people people love to overcomplicate stuff mm-hmm. and people that um people that are good at stuff do simple things incredibly well and i feel like that's like my thing just like what there's so many things i could talk about but that's one i feel like when people are starting something out or they want to start something just keep it simple you know it's easy to do anything i mean most of the things people want to do is something that somebody's already done mm-hmm. you know so google's your best friend but keep it simple keep it simple i love that actually yeah um well there's a there's a phrase that that kate that i think originated from the um from the u.s navy which is keep it simple stupid Uh, i read that for the first time yeah Yeah. but the way the way i like to phrase it because i think there's a negative connotation there and you can Mm -hmm. sort of see where it came from um to be impactful 
the way I like to phrase it instead is to say, keep it simple, superstar. Nice. Nice. That's less offensive. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's hopefully more um, uplifting. Yeah. Rather yeah, than yeah, I suppose um, so. I mean, derogatory. I mean, we're talking about the, the, the kind of a military operation here. So they're, they're often renowned for, you know, degrading their trainees, I guess. Mm. So or we could just keep really it or, or to or to, to to sum off what I was actually talking about, just keep it simple. There you go. <laughs> keep it simple, superstar. Keep it simple, stupid. Just keep it simple. Just keep it simple. Yeah, because yeah. adding an extra yeah, S I mean, is overcomplicating it, isn't it? That's true. You've just proven your point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just keep it simple. You know. Um, so that's it's my nice. that's that's my tip. It, uh, explained and proven. <laughs> it certainly works. It does certainly work. How about yourself, Ryan? Got anything um, actionable that people can take away? I'm 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 gonna half self promote here, but we've got a really good tool that I put together mm-hmm. um called a life audit. And it's actually something that I'd done at the start of the year after I decided to go sober, which I should have probably touched on earlier now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um I basically put together a bunch of questions about my life from a third third party perspective and what I would ask other people mm-hmm. or someone else that I was trying to help um, get get into what they have deep down and figure out what the, the core reason why they do things are. Um, and I called it a life audit. And it's basically um, a bunch of questions that breaks down everything in your life from who your friends are and what you honestly think about them to your job and if you actually feel happy in that job or not and Try, it's basically a tool to try and help people find what their purpose is and not not just the purpose as the, the like a, a purpose in general but also to help people and give people the questions that they seek online in one sort of place on how they can get to the core of their problems mm-hmm that's quite inter- that's quite an interesting idea actually I'll tell you what we'll do um, is we can we'll, we'll help promote it we'll, we'll add it to the show notes um, if you if you're kind enough to share a link yeah, or yeah, anything like that then it's, um, it's, it's in it. an application called um, notion notion uh, oh yeah I know notion, notion. I know yeah, notion, so yeah. um, I, f- I found this a couple of months ago and it's it's changed my life <laughs> not, <laughs> to so but... not, not to be overly dramatic not to be overly dramatic but I'm, I'm now 100 times more organized than i was before <laughs> fantastic fantastic yeah i mean yeah. if uh, yeah if you if you if you feel like um if you feel like sharing even like snippets Absolutely, of it you no know problem. it doesn't have to be the whole thing um but we'll point people in your direction if they if they ask about it uh that, yeah. that's a yeah, cool idea I'll, I'll share the whole thing i think it's um it's a very good place to for people who don't know what they want to do or they're having problems in their life to start off mm-hmm. figuring out what the problem actually is and give them a sort of starter on how they can work mm-hmm. towards getting what they want or fixing a problem i mean those those two things are just fantastic you know for for anyone that's wanting to start something um a life audit and to keep it things simple it's an nice and a brilliant idea brilliant idea all right i'll go next i'm gonna i'm gonna say something that we've spoken about quite a lot me and dave um i don't know if you guys have spoken about it yet on the podcast or are willing or are looking to but get up 30 minutes earlier in your day you'd be amazed at how how much you get done in the first 30 minutes of your day mm. um you know there's people that that roll out of bed for 20 minutes before work and then get started and that yep <laughs> look at it girl. and you know it's it's become it's only become more common since we've all had to work from home uh because you know you you roll out of bed and you open up the laptop and then that's you ready to go uh mm-hmm. see if you get up 30 minutes earlier it's incredible what you can get done. I mean, just ask Dave about his his to do list. The first few things he does, how many of them are done in the first half hour, Dave? Um, yeah, probably several. Yeah. Um, I mean, my 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 routine changes <laughs> though because unlike you, I'm a parent to small children, and when you're a parent to small children, there are elements of your life that <laughs> become out with your control. So they will get up when they want, and that might not be the time that you want. And <laughs> and when you're when you have other people in your life that that are reliant on you in that way, that you have to then become very very flexible mm-hmm. and adaptable. And for me, 
the thing I would probably say that's actionable is to make sure that you review your routines on a regular basis to make sure that how you are spending your time, hopefully intentionally, that you're adapting with the flow of life. Mm, that's pretty cool, actually. That is pretty cool. I think, uh, yeah, it all, it all comes down to intention, though. You know, if you're if you're looking mm. to do something and you're intending on doing it, and you're resilient enough, and your willpower is there to go for it, I don't think anything will stop you. So, I, 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 they basically all complemented each other in a, in a weird way. You know, um, I'm curious to see this life audit thing, Ryan. So, um, yeah, no if, you, if you want to send it across, I I may, I may do it myself, just out of curiosity more than anything. Um, who knows? It might help. Um, life yeah. audits are awesome i use them all the time like in, in, it's one of the, mm. the initial tools that you tend to use in coaching because you want to give someone a really um holistic view of mm -hmm. their life so that they can draw awareness to the aspects of their life that they want to improve upon right now that they want to focus on because what we focus on grows grows yeah, yeah. there you Super. go you know what, chris you probably sit here that's say that plenty of times one <laughs> thing i'll also recommend is this book the big leap this is the book i needed to hear right now i'm listening to it i'm reading it it has got some incredible journaling questions um particularly around how to discover your own genius which in a way is your own purpose mm. um and and the kind of the simple takeaway from that is questions are the answer that is so confusing. <laughs> Just think about it. Nah, I'm looking. But I mean, it's it's sort of a paradox, though, you know? <laughs> you just keep it's going true, back It's true, though, because one. I've seen it with the coaching stuff, you know, like good questions asked to me lead to, you know, because you have to think about it. And when you think about it, mm. you think about, you know, the quality of the question is the quality of the answer. And good answers lead to good things. Absolutely. So it's definitely, I've seen yeah. it in practice. It's, it, is, it is true. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that pretty much sums this up, really, guys. I'm gonna, we'll send a link into the show notes of your of the Chris and Ryan show, guys, for listening. It's a fantastic little, uh, I say, a little read, a uh, little listen. It lasts two hours in some episodes, so if you can spare the time, please do. Um, you've got some cracking guests coming on as well. Uh, we will highlight a few. I won't, we won't name any names, though. We'll let you guys take care of all that, but. Uh, yeah, we'll send some links into it. How do people get in touch with yourself? Is it through the podcast or is it a personal link? What's best for you? Um, Instagram is the Chris and Ryan show is our at and uh, in the bio is our personal um, Instagram pages and our link to all the platforms we're on. Apple, Spotify, YouTube uh, is, in that, um, is on that Instagram Fantastic. page as well. Fantastic. And for somebody that's got OCD like myself, um, their Instagram is incredibly well curated because it goes in threes, apparently. <laughs> of course, that that's temporary until you upload something else. And then you've got to upload three things at a time so it all keeps together. Yeah. For those yep, that are listening, I've no idea what I'm talking about. Just go and have a look. <laughs> Please go and have a look because, yeah, I'm staring at it right now and you're absolutely right, Chris. It's, it's going in threes and it's very, very satisfying to look at. <laughs> it was Ryan's idea. It's a good one. It's a good one. Well done. Well Thank done. You. So <laughs> up uploading things in threes and keep it that way, please, because it'll just irritate me otherwise now that I know about it. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. No, again, thanks for thanks for sparing the time, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. For those that are listening, please get in touch with Chris and Ryan and ourselves. We'll put links into the show notes of everything that's going on um, and Ryan's life audit for those that are looking to start something. That might just be the first step. Who knows? Fantastic, guys. Anything else to add before we sign off? <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have that as the screensaver, that one there, the double thumbs. <laughs> that is epic. <laughs> Alright, thanks guys. Thanks for listening.